Welcome to the 76th episode of News Dump, brought to you by Summit Funding, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm Aaron Van Tyle, joined by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz and not Franklin. Uh, we have Isabel Vanderstube joining us today. Isabel, how are you doing? Good. I'm, I'm just not Franklin now. That's my new name, actually. Uh, we should all be so lucky. Did you guys build snowmen this morning? Uh, no, I, I had barely a, a grazing of snow. That was a know. blizzard. Like an old man, I hate snow. So I look out the window and grimace. Just shook your fist at it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd say this was worse than the blizzard that I sent Jared out to in Packwood last week. That was quite the blizzard. Mm -hmm. He almost didn't make it back. He found snow. It was under a picnic table. Um, (laughs) How did it get under the picnic table? Shaded. It was like what was left over by the time he got there because I was incorrect and it hadn't snowed. And then it really did snow and I didn't send him out there. But we got good pictures anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out well for for her story. I think Um, we'll talk about yeah, great. I'm glad we have pictures of snow in Packwood. Um, and to, we, I can't wait to discuss Packwood. Very excited. Me either. It is Tuesday, December 14th. And first off, this is going to be a rather short episode. I need to... Really shows where out, your priorities are, too. Jump out early. It's embarrassing. I have, a, I have a prior engagement I need to get to. What is it? It's my kid's Christmas concert. Oh. So I got to go listen to him play the trombone. Ooh, I so true on, sure on that one. I always tell him it's the trumpet. You played the trombone? I did. Oh, well, there you go. I'm not going to insult your kid. You're lucky. Uh, th- <laughs> I would never insult either the, of your The kid children. editor of the Chronicle. You have insulted my children. I have not. Um, yeah, you guys want to jump into news or anything else you want to get out of the way first? No, that's fine. Okay. First item. Former Lewis County Animal Shelter employees seek $2.1 million in damages. There's four former animal shelters. Animal shelter employees uh, will likely take their employer to court after making allegations of hostile work environment, document forgery, falsification, and improper handling of funds. This comes against shelter manager Jennifer Teitzel and the county. Uh, This was an incident earlier this year. The county's own investigation into the claims resulted in no findings of wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so, yeah, combined, they're looking for over $2.1 million in damages, attorney's fees, back pay, and lost retirement benefits, among others. The amount is likely to increase in the case of a possible, possible trial. That's what their, their attorney said, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's really changed other than the the legal aspect to this. All the allegations, I believe, are pretty much the same as they were before um, when the county looked into it. And we're still getting no comment from the county just because that is the the practical route to take most of the time is to not comment on legal matters. Yeah, the old boilerplate, we can't comment on ongoing But legal. it's like, a, you know, there's a reason for the boilerplate. Yeah, I guess. I can imagine, like, county manager Eric Martin just telling everyone, just tell them everything you know <laughs> like, in, in detail. We'll yeah. never come back later, so... Um, the interesting timing on this is like two weeks ago, they did put out a request for qualifications, I think, for veterinary services for the um, for the shelter. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting timing considering some of the allegations. So you know how to you know how to care for animals, Aaron? Uh, not well. Have you seen my dog? We should put in a, a bid. Yeah, we could take over the shelter. Sure. Um, One of the employees said, Teitzel, who was hired in August of 2020, has shown extreme incompetence in the position and that she needs to be removed and possibly arrested. 
which is also what I say when a bartender cuts me off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The story details a lot of issues with the animal shelter manager and the claims filed and whatnot. But the big thing I think is, and it was right there in the headline, the $2.1 million price tag. Mm -hmm. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's, uh, that'll buy you one-fifth of a RoboCop, I think. Oh, gosh, I, uh, going back into that. My research showed. So, any other thoughts on the animal shelter? No, I think it's going to roll its way through the, the court system. I'd be interested to see if they initially settle, as is often the case in situations like this. But that is a lot of money, so I don't know where the middle ground would be to settle. Um, if either of you were on the county side and trying to settle this, what would be your initial offer? <laughs> That's such a stupid question. All the dogs you can handle? Uh, I don't know. I got no ideas on that one. Nothing? No. $100,000 and they can split it. Hmm? I don't know. That's like that's not very much. Isabel, what would you throw out there? I'm not even going to pretend to know what I don't do. either. I shouldn't have pretended. <laughs> Maybe like a year's worth of attorney's fees, whatever I, that is. I think that, yeah, a lot of their stuff that they're looking for is like for pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I have no idea how I would value that. Yeah, the attorney fees, are. we should just add that up. Just for the three I'm looking at, it's going to be almost $15,000 just for that. That's a lot of money, and those attorney fees are only going to go up. Mm-hmm. I heard they don't work cheap. Yeah, so anyways, animal shelter. Not great. Upheaval. <laughs> uh, next news item, get off your ass and count some Christmas birds. That's That's threatening. That was the real headline. That that was the most accurate headline I've seen in the paper. From December 15th to January 4th is the National Audubon Society's annual Christmas bird count. Isabel, you wrote about this. Yep. Um, There is a 2019 Adna High graduate, Dalton Spencer, who organized the Lewis County bird count for the first time. Audubon's been doing this for like 122 years and um, it's like the longest running citizen science project in the world, which is really incredible. Um, but he got to like map out this 15 mile diameter circle in Lewis County. And it actually stretches into the bottom of Thurston as well. And it's like representative of the rural to urban diverse birds that we get. And this was a great story because it gave me an excuse to go take pictures of trumpeter swans, which I love to do anyways. Uh, wow. Okay. She also had an incredible lead. She wrote seven swans a swimming, six geese a lane, four calling birds, three finch, French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. The 12 days of Christmas gifts are 41.6% bird related. And I'm told that we need an update on that math. Yeah, actually. So what I should have said was, uh, 41.6% of the 12 days of Christmas are bird related. But if I, okay, so the gifts actually, you know, there's this many gifts on this day times this because they give it over and over again. So I went back and actually did the math and um, it's actually 42% of the gifts, not 41.6. So I was slightly off. She did post her updated math in the Chronicles Slack channel as well. You should post that on the Chronicles Facebook page and see what kind of comments you get telling you that the correct math would actually be like 75% are birds. That's exactly what I did. I told Isabel that. We, uh, it's, it's scheduled to go up here in about an hour and we'll see if anybody does the math and calls us out in the comments. Uh, I feel like it would take a lot of work because it took me a long time. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's then, people that are great with numbers. Maybe they're very good with Christmas too. They might yeah. just know immediately. Also, I, mm. for some reason, had to like 
prove to myself that 364 total gifts was correct. So I like did it myself instead of just looking it up. I could have done that, you know? Eh. So the math was like, you started like 12 times 12 and then 11 times 11 and so on and so forth. Well, 12 times one, cause it's gifted. Oh, right. The I don't first know how the song gifted goes. 12. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for doing the math on that. You're welcome. Um, how many Christmas birds do you think they will see? They usually see like just under a hundred different species. Um, but like total birds, I couldn't even begin to guess. Interesting. Um, all right. Next story. Centralia School District develops a three-tiered response to students' concerns about sexual harassment, sexual assault, and harassment. The good news, the walkout kind of worked. And some stuff happened. Yeah. They're going to be using that again. Yeah. Uh, now They've, yeah, They're a, emboldened. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> Next time they don't serve pizza at lunch, walk out. Um, the three tiers that they are using in their approach are immediate intervention, long-term support, and ongoing education. They also brought in Hope Alliance, a local nonprofit that works with survivors of domestic violence and sexual assault to advocate for their needs. How do we feel about the resolution of the Centralia High School walkout? I thought it was as good as it could be, and it was really fast. A lot of times you hear that we'll talk about this, and then you don't actually talk about it. And, yeah. Um, the reporter, Emily Fitzgerald, still working on a little additional piece of this. The, there was some, it's not really related, but it kind of intersects. They're, they've been uh, discussing a change in dress code at Centralia High School. I don't know how it relates, so don't ask me. Um, but uh, that piece will be coming along too. But yeah, I thought so. It does something now. It's long-term support, ongoing. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, they, they did something. Yeah. Step in the right direction. It's better than doing nothing. Yeah. And the Hope Alliance being involved, I thought that was another nice touch. Um, and them being connected with that resource, that's something a lot of people don't. I think it used to be the Human Response Network, but I it's it uh, definitely been getting more of a hold, I feel like, since uh, changing over to the Hope Alliance and more outward facing sometimes, which they can't be. I mean, they help a lot of abuse survivors and things like that. So, like, there has to be a, some sort of, you know, secret element to it. But yeah, it's been nice to see them out in the community. Yeah. Uh, next item, it's, was it last week pre-filing week? Yeah, I guess so. So. According to Eric Rosane, so we're pretty sure. Got some, got some bills coming up. Uh, Peter Abarno has filed five bills addressing the long-term care tax, and your boy, whole blustery Jim Walsh, is taking blustery. On, How taking dare on you? Police reform, reform, and coming out firmly against I think that it. word means what you think it means. Surprise, surprise. You mean patriotic? Uh, Abarno wants to repeal the CARES Act, and there's a lot of issues with it. It sounds like there's kind of support on both sides for making changes one way or another. Now there is. There hadn't been until a few Democrats stepped up and finally said they had a problem with it. But I mm -hmm. think the Republicans have been saying for months that this is a terrible idea. And then there was kind of the sessions coming up and there was kind of an admission that, you know what, it's not such a great idea. To be fair, the Republicans have been saying there's like everything is terrible. Oh, strong pivot. Washington. Strong pivot. So what I do mean, you like about the CARES Act? <laughs> I don't feel strong. What do you like about it? Is it the $30,000 in lifetime benefit it's you will get from it? 36 and a half. <laughs> See, that's the issue is they keep bringing up like well it's only this much well then you're gonna have a great two months it. at riverside rehabilitation <laughs> it's gonna be a real good time before you get thrown out in it the streets. sounds like they're making an argument for making it better 
Yeah, like, I, the I, issue yeah. is like, well, it doesn't do enough. If so you're going to be taking that tax, what is it, 56 cents out of every $100 or something like that? If yeah. you're going to be taking that tax, I think, yes, they would prefer that, you know, if you move out of state, you still get some sort of benefit. Yeah, I guess. Doesn't make a lot of sense. It's a bad bill, Aaron. Don't move out of this state. Is a, this is man. a bipartisan issue. I, <laughs> <laughs> you're out in the cold. I No, I, I am not a huge fan of the CARES Act. Like, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, I just see a little hypocrisy in saying we need to repeal it because it doesn't go far enough. And also, we need to scrap it because it sucks. Like, we make up your mind. It's either the worst bill or it's a good idea that needs well, to go. Well, I think Abarno is pretty firm on it. It just needs to go. Like, it needs to be repealed. I don't think there was yeah. any like fix about it, really. It, 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 House Bill 1594 would outright, outright repeal much of the legislation. So, yeah. But also, if you're filing five bills against the CARES Act, like you are expressing your hatred for it in varying degrees. Yeah. You're doing your job as a lawmaker, Aaron. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> this is a poor target. I can't believe this is the hill. This one right here. <laughs> no, I. You know what? Fine. Let's talk about Jim Walsh's Let's bills. Let's talk about Jim. You want to okay. defend those? Fuck uh, You can say. You can go on. It's okay. Uh, meanwhile, Jim Walsh has two pre-filed bills. Reforming. Can't imagine what your take's going to be on this. <laughs> reforming police reform because he wants to bring back high-speed chases for nonviolent crimes and let police use excessive force as a preventive tool against criminal conduct. And thank God someone is finally putting Blue Lives Matter into law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we just had that chase out in Mineral. There's a wanted felon out there, and they couldn't chase him because of the law, even though they knew it was him and everything. Are you yeah. okay with that? You just think that's cool? Uh, where did they do Like they, the, the scales were so a little he, too tipped to law enforcement, away, so let's away, just free. do a little more GTA. Not yet. Not that I'm what aware of. What about that guy that, ex- that escaped from Cedar Creek, and they found him in like a few days? You know what? He had a few days off. Yeah, he got out for a few days. <laughs> I'm sad we didn't talk about that. He almost made it to the border, too. I'm assuming that's <laughs> he where he was so going. Close. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, how do you file these with a straight face? Like, look, the one thing my voters want is more excessive force and police chases. I don't think that's what it is at all. I, I mean, we feel had, like that's exactly what it is. We've with literally, Jim Walsh. I mean, so you think all the police reform is great and doesn't need any sort of adjustments whatsoever? Perfect. You know who won't be voting for that? I asked a question. Is your boy is it, Doug Erickson, is it perfect? Who is still missing? <laughs> is it perfect? Oh, so we're going to go from mocking cops <laughs> to someone who has COVID 19. <laughs> Do you have any, is there any basement to your just horribleness, <laughs> I'm not Aaron? I'm mocking cops. I'm mocking Jim Walsh. Uh, Seems and like also Doug cops. Erickson, who kind of got what... Uh, mm-hmm. What? Who could have thought this would have happened to him? So you're one of those uh, laughing emoji guys when somebody dies and they weren't in favor of mandatory vaccines? Well, it depends on what they die of. If it's COVID. No. I, I kind of feel like you're one of those guys. I'm going to start trolling you. Um, no. I'm sorry about this, Isabel. <laughs> <laughs> the Doug Erickson story is fascinating. Are you also against Senator Jeff Wilson's bill to make catalytic converter theft more illegal than it already is? Uh, <laughs> more illegal. Yeah, you want to give them a. Is there, what is his bill? I mean, like, really, what are they doing? They're, collect, they're collecting minerals, really. It's, it's yeah. like regulating about. the people who can buy catalytic converters, so it's not just like scrap metal dealers with cash and everything. Like it, it just like adds more steps so that you verify that it hasn't like been stolen. I think. Yeah, it's a good bill. And to the point on the Walsh bills and other bills, I think you've been through enough legislative sessions to know that a lot of it is about telling your constituents where your values are. And I dare, I, it's, I it's challenge not, you to show me an instance well, just, of Jim just, Walsh doing something you just performatively. Shocked. He doesn't, you know. He's real, <laughs> real gritty, you know. Oh, I can't wait. I, I think we need to do a bonus episode next week where we just go through and rank bills. 
I, that'd be fine. Bills. It'll be our Christmas bonus. That'd be fine. Okay. I bet you making Sasquatch the state cryptid is on there. Uh, that would be very high on my list. I'm sure it would. Do you guys feel like people want to listen to that? I'm sorry. I'm just There's some very interesting bills in there, Isabel. Yeah. It'd be sorry. a true one for one for them, one for us situation. <laughs> Um, anyway, speaking of Isabel, why don't you tell us about Packwood's housing crisis? Um, the residents in the county are seeking to address it. Yes. Packwood has a housing issue. Fave headline. Very straightforward. Um, mm-hmm. So right now, Packwood is like poised to face a Leavenworth slash Salan slash Aspen, Colorado situation. Uh-huh. Um, since the mill closed and the town sort of like faced its own recession, the past couple of years, it's been like redefining itself as this tourism place. Obviously, it's like between Mount Rainier, Goat Rocks, White Pass, and it's like gorgeous, obviously, low mountain. Perfect for like a weekend getaway. Um and that has like made it a really hot spot for Airbnbs and um, STRs, short-term rentals. And basically, like people are buying up these in maybe some people have eight, nine, ten Airbnbs, and then the housing prices, which are already soaring all across Lewis County, are even more so soaring in Packwood. And they're like finding themselves very scarce on long-term rentals. A lot of residents are worried like about how this is going to end up. And people who do have a long-term rental are thinking like, when are they going to bulldoze my house and sell it as an Airbnb or, you know, um, it's just like adding a lot of pressure because already like there's this housing, housing crisis in Lewis County, but, um, the residents and the county are going to be like working together on this sub area plan. Since Packwood's not incorporated, they can't just like do regular city planning stuff. But this woman, um, Mindy Brooks, who just like moved to Packwood full time, she's like had a cabin there for a while, um, is like helping develop this. And it's going to have citizen and developer input so that they can sort of like map out the next 20 years, which um, it takes a long time to develop the plan, but that means that it's going to have like a lot of longevity. And I think it sounds like the right next step. She obviously has like a good city planning background too. So mm-hmm. I think she knows what to do. Yeah, right. it's good. It seems like everything is coming together at a good point. Like there's things to be like frustrated about, but then you've got all these other things like possibility of a sewer system being put in and um, downtown Packwood being removed from the floodplain and all the restrictions that that entails. It's like a lot going on all at once, but it seems like they've got like pieces in place to, to deal with it. And a lot of times you don't see that with, with cities that are seeing that kind of growth. But I could see why, obviously, Packwood would be like a wonderful destination to live if you had the money and you yeah. were able to live there. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I think that they're just sort of seeing that this is happening in a lot of different places across the world and also especially in Washington and so they're like, well, we don't want to follow that model of just like craziness. So let's fix this problem now before it gets worse. And yeah, right now um, it's like, this is a rough estimate, but there's like at least 218 Airbnbs or 216 Airbnbs in Packwood, probably more. Um, and then there's like 1800 residential 
uh, parcels. So that's like 12% of them at least are Airbnbs. And that's like an undercount probably because there's still like other ones that are VRBO or maybe like you don't put it up on either of those sites, but you have it elsewhere. Like there's definitely more than that too. So it's already a huge thing, but yeah. Question uh, for Isabel. If we rented out a office in Packwood and it was our East County Bureau, would you live out there? Yeah, I You would? So. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I wouldn't live you out there. you hear that chat, Corley? I, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't live out there like 24-7 probably. Like I would still want to like stay with friends and family in here because I love being in town as well. But like, oh yeah, it's so awesome. Well, well, well. I'll have to think yeah. about that. I like Packwood quite a lot too. No one asked you, Aaron. I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, we should say though, because I don't see it in the notes. White Pass opens on Thursday, or it's supposed to. Yes, yes, it is supposed to. And you're a snowboarder, and you're a skier. I am. Mm-hmm. I, I like snow. You're a big, big sled <laughs> you guy. You could be a tuber. Uh, you could yeah. be a yeah. I'm the guy that's out playing in the snow with his kids, wearing like tennis shoes and jeans. That shouldn't surprise you, Aaron. It does not. <laughs> I think I've seen it. I'd um, still be living in Montana if it wasn't for the snow. No one warned me. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, I knew there. Was, I knew there was snow. I didn't know it was going to be like negative thirty in the winter. But yeah, all that bad. snow, you couldn't even see that big sky. Could have done a Google. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was a good story, and uh, I hope Packwood gets it uh, settled. Yeah. So everybody's happy. I wonder happy. if Packwood has more Airbnbs than like what bigger city? Like did, more than Centralia by any chance? Or oh, how many Airbnbs oh, do you sure. think there are in Centralia? I don't know. I know What's a few. Vacation here. There's a lot of. There's some popping up downtown. Really? Definitely yeah. fewer than Packwood. You think though. so? That's, yeah, I would guess. It makes sense, but on the other I hand, mean, it's I haven't just by actually volume. looked. I, that's just my guess, yeah. but I do think it's probably less. Interesting. I would hold out for a uh, Bucota bureau personally. Do you think anybody has ever picked Centralia as like a like a bachelor party site? Like me and the boys are getting an Airbnb. Going to town. I'm, sure, I'm sure tons of people from Centralia have done that. No, but like out of town, like you oh, can do anything know. down there. There's no rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Should I have an Airbnb above the hub? I stabbed a man in a bar and walked out. <laughs> Uh, speaking of downtown Centralia, the Maysville movie, which filmed in downtown Centralia, is coming to Midway Cinemas and also Amazon. Another Isabel story. Yeah. Another Isabel. Low-budget indie movie about 1920s Appalachia. Uh, it, it sounded like the budget was around the price of a brand new F-350, which... Yes. They would not give me the real number, but they... I mean, that's pretty clear. High, high end of uh, five figures, probably. Yeah, I. Yeah, I liked how they wouldn't yeah. give you a number, but they did like narrow it down based on the cost <laughs> really of a vehicle. Specific, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure why that was the case, but no. At least it was something. It gives people a general idea. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay, so south of a hundred thousand somewhere. You know, there. most movies are several million to make. As like a studio movie is going to be thirty plus million. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's definitely small. Um, I liked reading about all the local people who kind of chipped in, like the Brumfields let them use Lewis and Clark and Jeremy Wildhaber did some food stuff. And like the, the owner of the tower was out there helping some stuff with the, the, the painting or something. He was like the behind the scenes photographer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I got to meet with all of them in like a round table situation. And, um, the whole thing was like a great community effort. There were just a ton of different people involved in helping, um, Mary Kurtzbein from the Borstholm Museum and like the city let them 
use that for filming. And then I'm, I'm pretty sure like Shehalis waived the fees for them closing down a street for the day for filming or something like that. And that might not have been exactly correct, but I know that they said that the city like helped them get through that. And it, it was just like everything that they said was they like went and asked people for help and everyone said yes, which, of which sounds like here, but they were like so shocked. <laughs> And uh, Isabel actually watched the movie. However, I had to like confirm one of your uh, links that you had in your story. I always confirm them. It's not you or anything. And I checked and, and I was like, okay, correct link. And I got sucked into an hour and a half loop of promotional interviews that just played in the background. So I know a lot about the film. <laughs> uh, is it good? Um, you know. You're really selling it. It, were, it, was very, it was very good. There were plenty of things I liked about it. I think it was very well shot. It's It's just heavy content. Like the... No spoilers, but the plot is like a coming-of-age story. This boy like faces a lot of loss, abuse. It's it's just like very heavy. And there were actually like a couple jump scares as well. It's not like a scary film, but like in dealing with his trauma, he has these like flashbacks and stuff. And I was like, I'm not a huge fan of that, but that's not to say that the movie wasn't well done. Uh, I heard there's a surprise at the end when all three Spider-Men show up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sick reference. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, there I, is a twist ending, actually. The clips right. I saw of the two young boys running around and playing in a field just reminded me of Dewey Cox uh, and his brother in Walk Hard. <laughs> just telling people that. Ain't no trick. You're going to befall us today. <laughs> Ain't nothing bad going to happen today. Uh, no, one, no one's seen that movie. Uh, yeah. Great movie. Um, speaking of Packwood, uh, thinking, about, thinking about moving out there. Oh, really? You're moving off the launch, huh? Thinking about Good uh, looking for a place launch. in Packwood. I'm going to buy up one of those Airbnbs, uh, you know, buy it right out from under that uh, business owner that doesn't even live in town. Do you even know how to handle like a financial transaction like that? I, I have no idea. I assume I'm just going to... Where do you even begin? I'm going to just show up at the Airbnb and start throwing pennies at it until they let me in and give me... And then when it's like half full of pennies, <laughs> then they'll give me a key... And then we'll go from there. That's that's how money works, right, guys? I don't know about that. I think you should call an expert. Do you have one in mind? <laughs> do I? Well, what do you got? Uh, you need Jason Gillespie over at he's Summit Funding in guy. Centralia. Is mm-hmm. he? He's he's got family out there. Yeah, he's a he's a. I, yeah, he's a he knows the guy. area. Yeah, he, he does know the. He'll probably find me the perfect home in Packwood himself. Yeah, yeah. If you need to call him, you can reach him at the office at three six zero three three zero four zero three seven. You can email him at Gillespie Team. That's G I L L I S P I E. Excuse me. Never mind. Go on. You're doing great. <laughs> I was spelling it, okay? You're doing great. Uh, at summitfunding.net. Or you can visit him at 1616 South Gold Street in Centralia. Look at that. Your first ad read. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? Great uh, work. I don't know. I don't know. thought it went well. If you have questions, you can also fax him at 360 205 4099. Extremely important. Uh, Tales from the Takes page. The only one I've got on here is Richard Stride's column, I Love You, Son, on loss, pain, and the meaning of Jonathan's tree, and what a damn tearjerker. Yeah. It was sad. Yeah, that one was that one was rough. I wasn't expecting it either, because his, his columns, I mean, they're, he's, he's very thoughtful, um, but it, I didn't expect him to draw on personal tragedy, because he hasn't really done that in the past. Yeah. But um, that, was, that was an emotional one. Uh, any other... Columns you want to mention? I haven't checked in a few days. 
Um, Julie McDonald did her uh, This Is My Column, but it's really a news story this week, which was Timberland Trustee is going to ask for a feasibility study of a library in Toledo. thought that was pretty good. Um, Bill Moeller was back with one more take on the Gates Schoolhouse. I was, I think, round three on the topic, but good, uh, good. yeah, the people enjoyed it. So that one was good, and uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. There's also a study <laughs> from UW showing the $15 minimum wage did not help income inequality, Aaron. Oh, man. Yeah. So you well, take your sign down. You know what? Revoke it. <laughs> uh, drop it back down to seven bucks, and surely that'll solve everything. I had to laugh at the comments. I was always chuckling as the comments on Facebook were pretty wild on that one. Because like, some of it, I mean, I'm not saying, I don't really have an opinion on the matter, to be honest. Um, but just some of it's like, you know, just by giving poor people more money isn't going to make them richer. It's like, that's a hard argument to get over some people. Uh, yeah, especially poor people. <laughs> which were, I think, commenting on the, on the story. Yeah. Uh, People's Champion of the Week. This comes from Grants Pass, Oregon. Friendly, foul-mouthed crowd befriends entire Oregon elementary school before state, police. Crow. Crow. before state police are called in. So a crow showed up at a Grants Pass school. Landed on some kids' heads, ate their lunch, cussed a few of them out, and then they called animal control, and animal control was like, absolutely not, and left. And the cops came, and the kids all gathered around, and the wildlife control officer couldn't catch the crow, and the crow kept chasing kids around the track outside. Turned out it was a free-range pet, and the crow was finally taken home. I liked how the crow knows if you're nervous and would pick on you specifically (laughs) if he made you nervous. (laughs) Uh, from the story, it says, but while the story of Cosmo the talking crow or Raven and his family or her family is sweet, Oregon State Police would rather you don't take the wrong inspiration for it. We don't want people making pets out of wild animals, said OSP spokesman Stephanie Bigham, Bigman. If they had contained this bird, it would have been a wildlife offense, which is pretty big talk from the Oregon State Police <laughs> to say it's a wildlife offense to contain a bird when they failed to contain the bird in question. It's true. You know, I'm going to... Full disclosure right here, this story made me cry. It was so sweet, so cute, and I just loved that picture of the crow in his little hat, and I, I teared up. Yeah, it was good. I I, uh, I didn't use the photo online because I didn't have permission for it yet, but we did use it in print. Um, I had imagined before seeing the photo that this crow was smoking a cigarette the entire time. <laughs> like, just that cussing cool. kids out and like... <laughs> I mean, the owners, though, I mean, that's, isn't it pretty hard to teach a crow to speak, or does it just kind of depend on the bird? I don't know, like, you got to invest a lot of time, I guess. I don't I've know. heard that only ravens actually can, but I'm, that's they said, just that's anecdotal, true. and it's they don't know story. for sure if yeah. it was, yeah. I don't know. There's a local like urban legend when I was in college here. I never heard it myself, um, but there was a crow that would fly around and it had like a little orange collar on its foot and it would talk to people all around Lewis County, Centralia, Chehalis area. Yeah, I've never seen that crow. I heard the story enough that it's like, you know, it probably is true. It was the yard bird. <laughs> it, was, it was the <laughs> yard bird. Yeah, that was, that was an awesome story. Uh, Sirens Banger of the Week. Uh, let's see. The Sirens headline is Naked Man in the Laundry Room. And just before 8, 10 p.m. on December 8th, a caller reported a naked male in the laundry room at an apartment building in the 200 block of Southeast Washington Avenue. No arrests were made, but I just want to notice, have you guys noticed an uptick in naked man and laundry-related crimes lately? I was thinking the exact same thing. I think it's a mixture of the two, because you had like the guy that broke in. He wasn't naked uh, in one case over in like the Edison District, K Street. Right, and then there was the naked guy. Yeah, And And now there's a naked guy in a laundry room. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's kind of brought two crimes together. Um, 
Yeah, it is. Sooner or later, <laughs> we're going to see some laundry on a naked man, and everybody will be befuddled. <laughs> I, I am kind of disappointed that you didn't add the story about the car chase with the person who crashed into the sign that said, drive safely. Yeah, I don't that, think I saw that one. That sounds good, though. That one was wild. It that was pretty was, great. That was from, I'm trying to pull it up here, but that was from yesterday. Shahail's man arrested for alleged robbery, assault after chaotic police chase Sunday morning. And it was good for that because he ran over a drive safely sign. But like in Emily's lead, Emily Fitzgerald wrote this. She mentioned that it, uh, da, 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 the robbery assault after leading a chaotic pursuit through Shahail's and Centralia that resulted in two Lewis County Sheriff's Office vehicles with flat tires, two damaged state patrol vehicles, and a crash into a concrete barrier. I was like, oh shit, like during the, like he just was swerving into these guys, must have just like hit them. No, like he drove into the state patrol parking lot and rammed <laughs> <laughs> two, two parked cars. Like that was just. Part of his, yeah, that wasn't uh, one of the more epic chases I've read in quite some time. It's really wow. funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's like, wow. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy, what started it, he was like being violent towards a 39-year-old Alaska woman, stole her stuff. That, that's the robbery part of it, but yeah, we'll see. We don't always mention names, but David J. Eslick, 34 of Chehalis in this case. Hmm. Friend yeah. of yours? I, I don't know him, no. Hmm. Uh, the Eric Schwartz unintentional burn of the week. This comes from the Packwood story. <laughs> this is the Aaron Van Dyle unintentional burn of the week. <laughs> uh, Gretchen Fritsch, one of the sources in the story, said, My total fear is we're all going to be pushed out to live in Glenoma and bust up to make coffee and clean rentals in Packwood. <laughs> just dunking on Glenoma. I don't think that's what she meant. I just think she meant somewhere where it's affordable to live and then we're all going to have to cater to the whims of tourists in Packwood to make it still a livable place. Those elitists in Packwood. <laughs> <laughs> Looking down there, I don't think it was glenoma. an anti-glenoma statement. It was just like there's so much there's like so much other cities they could have mentioned. I guess, <laughs> it yeah, was just I like they zeroed I right think in she on just pulled it out of a hat. I don't know. <laughs> I, thought it was, I, know I, I don't think it was intentional, but I thought it was pretty funny. It was funny. Yeah. It was surfs in glenoma. Uh, we got some <laughs> <laughs> we got some Facebook comments of the week on the animal shelter lawsuit story. One. One comment is awesome. Hope they win. Plus, right now they have a ringworm in the shelter, yet still adopting out pets. Wow. The reply to that comment was ridiculous. First, the former employees suffered, and now it's trickled down to the animals. All because of nepotism and the good old boy system. JP needs to be fired, too, which I thought had big. You hear that, Ed? Bears. Now they're putting the whole station <laughs> in jeopardy. Energy. Yeah. Everybody is so 100% positive of themselves in that story. Like, it's it's wild to me. Yeah. I mean, for them, they're... All the witnesses are legally involved somehow, I would think. Like, but <laughs> yeah. everybody else just knows. Uh, on the naked man in laundry room, Siren's entry, the comment is maybe he was washing all of his clothes. That comes from County Coroner Warren McLeod, mixing it up in the comments again. Prolific commenter. Um, and on the story about uh, Doug Erickson's COVID situation, he was in El Salvador with COVID. Um, he was very anti-vaccine the mandate and anti-rules about COVID in general, and then there was a whole thing, and he's been missing now for a while. Uh, the comment is, too bad the press is hounding him, and the concerned citizens are probably Democrats. Just let the sick person alone, you hyenas. Jeez. God. That was a Bellingham Herald story. It was just, like, it's his local newspaper asking where their lawmaker is. Because they haven't been able to find him for three weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's a matter of public interest, so I hope he's well. But I, it's been a while since anyone's heard. I think he was in a, a hospital in Florida when he at the last check-in. The property of Florida now. You probably didn't read it, fumbling for your laughing emoji and all. Uh, oh, I read, I did a deep dive on trying to find Doug Erickson. Had a grand old time the other day. <laughs> you, like, you went out looking for him? 
<laughs> I went on a fact-finding mission want, to Florida. I want answers. All I found was an alligator. Um, and on the Packwood Growing Up story, comment is, good article. The Chronicle's New York reporter, Isabel Vanderstoop, did a good job on this story. Given that the economy doesn't take a serious downturn in the next year or so, Packwood will begin a transition into a resort community. And it goes on from there, but I thought Isabel would like to hear a compliment. Oh, thank you. I actually did see this, and I laughed and loved uh, New Young Reporter. I don't know why. I was just like, it was funny to me. But the best part about this is he spelled my name perfectly. Mm-hmm. No one ever does in that. The right place. Yeah, people, when they send stuff that they want forwarded to Isabel, I was telling her, I haven't seen anyone spell Isabel the same way twice yet. And it's like people who will email me multiple times and they'll do it differently. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not like it's offensive. It's just like, I love when someone gets it right. Yeah. But Bill Saran, I thought his um, insight was really good on that too. Definitely. Just yeah. like very concisely saying the situation in um, a mini bend though. That would be something. Bend really exploded. I don't uh, know if you I spent like, any time there. I like the comparisons to Leavenworth and Aspen. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I, I think like, that there's uh, definitely a lot of stories to come on these issues with Packwood, I would hope. Um, yeah. And Isabel is our East County reporter, so she'll be writing about most of them. I just want to know if people in Packwood are watching the movie Out Cold and just like fuming. No one has watched the movie Out Cold since 2005, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> We've already had one dated movie <laughs> reference for this podcast. <laughs> dated? The movie doesn't come out till Thursday. Oh, I'm thinking of a different movie different spider-man movie with three spider no i thought you said out cold uh yeah i did okay Um, 2005 i maintain Uh, anyway (laughs) that movie rules uh go watch out cold and then read up on the packwood situation (laughs) watch spider-man and then watch spider-man yeah go watch the movies and then watch uh what what maysville yep it's on amazon or you can watch it at the midway cinema uh on thursday okay yeah go check that out um I'm sure it is going to be a cool movie, and it'll be cool to see all the local stuff in it, local places. And in the back of some scenes, I think you could see Schwartz and I shaking our fists that we had to take the long way back from the bar. I'm a little surprised that uh, Marvel took the risk of opening on the same day. As Maysville, yeah, that was... (laughs) Gutsy move. (laughs) Look out, Spider-Man. Anyway, thanks for listening. We will be back. I think next Tuesday, right? Yeah, we should be. Unless we get our uh, ranking the legislative bills. <laughs> yes, special. Isabel's really excited about I'm, that one. I'll listen to it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody.